Yes, sir. It's your boy Jelani Reed. And welcome to the latest edition of Read Between the Lines. That is RBTL. Be sure to follow at the RBTL show on Instagram for updates on new episodes for the show. And today I will be giving you the Super Bowl preview. Super Bowl 55 is set. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Mahomes versus Brady. My guys are going at it. I do not have a pick. So don't expect me to have a pick until maybe, what, 10 minutes before kickoff. Honestly, I don't know who's going to win this game. But I will go through a preview with you. Today's episode will be football-based. All right, it's all football talks today, um, more or less. So song of the day, Stainless. The game featuring Anderson Pack. Sit back, relax, and let's go for 30 minutes plus. All right, so let's dive right into it right now with the big one of today's episode. What is happening this week, ladies and gentlemen? It's Super Bowl week. Come on now, you already know this. So Super Bowl Sunday has been set. Again, the Chiefs are playing the Buccaneers. And guess where the Super Bowl is this year? Oh yeah, it's in Tampa Bay. So the Tampa Bay Bucks are at home. That's crazy. So I'm going to give you a preview right now, tale of the tape, things to read into, all that. So let's start with the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs 14-2. They finished first in the uh, AFC West. And a lot of people this year, they thought, you know, they weren't playing as well or as dominant as they did in 2019. But hey, you know what? You can't sleep on these guys. You never can, especially when they got Big Red, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes. All right, so they got two Super Bowls in their franchise. Um, They're looking for a number three. And they are looking, actually, to be the first back-to-back Super Bowl champ since the 2003-2004 Patriots. And um, guess who they're playing against? They're playing against the quarterback of that back-to-back Patriots champion uh, championship team in Tom Brady. All right, so the Buccaneers—they were 11 and five, second in the NFC South, and they have obviously won Super Bowl. They won it back in 2002 against the Raiders. All right, a lot of people said that's Tony Dungy's team. That was just you know, they got a light lit up under them. Uh, with John Gruden. So they they destroyed the Raiders in that Super Bowl. That defense is legendary. 2002 Bucks defense. So they're looking for another ring. Um, And they are the first team, obviously, to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. It's really cool to to think about it. But I will tell you this. According to Jenna Lane of ESPN, uh, the Bucks will not be allowed to use their... um, their cannons from the ship um, at home. I know, like, it, it gives, I get it. It gives a, you know, a different home field type of feel, another home field advantage per se. But, you know, I wish that when the Bucks scored touchdowns on Sunday, I wish they would allow for, um, for them to fire the cannons. But yeah, that won't be, that won't be happening. All right. But they played each other actually this season and Kansas City won. 27 to 24 the final um the score it, it, it wasn't looking that way at the start okay because Tyreek Hill went for 200 yards didn't he do that in the first quarter I think he did he went crazy they couldn't cover him also because Todd Bowles did single 
coverage, no high safety uh, help, which makes no sense. But yeah, so um, then the Bucks in that game, actually, they, they made a comeback. They, they were making a comeback, but they ran out of time. Um, had there been more time, I think that Brady could have gotten that dumb. But yeah, so Casey already beat them. I think that Tampa Bay is definitely a, a lot different team than, than uh, week 12. But what is the Super Bowl about? What's the big story? What, what is everyone looking at in the Super Bowl? Hello? Look at the quarterbacks. It's Tom Brady. It's Patrick Mahomes. All right. When you're looking at this game, first Super Bowl with a guy who leads in all-time um, in all-time passing yards against a guy with the highest QBR. This is the first time I think that the previous, the two previous champions at quarterback are playing each other. So there's a lot going into this game. And we know how these two teams play each other. Well, not two teams. These two quarterbacks play against each other. Whenever we get Brady versus Mahomes, it's something special. So Brady, he's um, obviously looking for number seven. Um, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling, I thought he would have got number seven um, last season with the Patriots. I thought it was possible. But they obviously, you know, they lost in the, in the first round to Tennessee. But... I always felt that he was capable to get seven rings. And when he does, he will blast seven rings by Ariana Grande. All right. He's 43 years old. Impressive. And first of all, he's 43. Can we put this into some perspective? Like you would expect a guy to fall off at some point. That's not Tom Brady. Tom versus time. He's beating time right now. So that is... You know, it's something we've never seen before. You know, what Tom's doing in the NFL, you know, getting hit all the time, um, all the travel, years and years of playing this game. And I know he's tired, but he never quits. And just the fact that he's, he might be capable to go 45 years old, right? That's, that's something I don't know. I don't know how he's doing it. I don't know how he's doing it, but he is 40 touchdowns this year. So he hasn't fallen off. Um, he goes to Tampa Bay. Hello. Have you have you seen this franchise? Look, ever since I was born. Um, well, they were good when I was young, like a baby. But after that, they've been irrelevant. They were growing up. They are one of the most irrelevant franchises in the NFL to me. Like, in my opinion, the Buccaneers, who cares about the Buccaneers? Honestly. And then he goes to Tampa Bay and gets them to the Super Bowl at home. It's something that we will be talking about for a long time because Tampa Bay also, their franchise as a whole, it's not good. Don't they have the lowest winning percentage ever out of any, you know, sports team in like the big four? I believe that's the case. And yet you look at what he's done and this might prove something that Brady was the guy in New England. Hey, I've I've always thought it was Tom Brady. And I'm not saying Bill Belichick's not a good coach. He's obviously a legendary coach. I think he's the best coach. But what I say to people is, it's one thing to get the system going. It's one thing to make a game plan. It's another thing to execute the game plan. He's the one on the field. He's the one getting the dirty work done. He's the one getting the most out of his teammates out there on the the field. He elevated teammates, Tom Brady. Still does. He elevates teammates. 
Um, so I, I would say it's more it's more Brady. And obviously Amendola, Danny Amendola came out and said Tom Brady is the Patriot way. I wouldn't go that far because I obviously think that Belichick has a lot to do with it. But I think Brady, if you're going to give me one, is it Bill? Is it Tom? I think it's Tom. And you're seeing what he's done in Tampa Bay. He's made it Tampa Bay. He's he's brought the Patriot way to Tampa Bay, but he has made it the Tampa way. You know what I'm saying? He he he's brought a different type of feel, a different type of mentality, a different type of drive to Tampa Bay. That's also why he's the goat. Um. So you know what? It's just impressive. And then when you're looking at Mahomes, when you're looking at Mahomes, I mean. Come on, man. It doesn't get any better than Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't get any better than Patrick Mahomes. He is a guy who you could argue has had the best start to an NFL career. And especially if he wins on Sunday. He got three full years of playing, led the league in TDs, got 50 first year, MVP, D Ford offside away from being in the Super Bowl. And I know for a fact they would have won that Super Bowl against the Rams or the Saints. Also, you look at the fact that he was a Super Bowl MVP once he won it last year. And um, a champion, obviously, beating the Niners last year. He's a guy who will come back from any deficit. Like, this guy is just amazing. He's amazing. He is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers together, basically. That's what he is. That is what he is. And why is this so big? Because it is Jordan versus LeBron. Now, Tony Romo, my quarterback. That's my quarterback. You know I'm a Cowboys fan. That's my quarterback. He said this is Michael Jordan against LeBron James. This is Jack Nicklaus against Tiger Woods. Here's his quote um, over the week. This is the biggest game Patrick Mahomes will ever play for the rest of his career. If he loses this game, he cannot catch Tom Brady, in my opinion. Look, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I do think it is still possible that Patrick Mahomes, if he loses on Sunday, he can still become the GOAT. However, what you need to look at, what Tony's saying is, okay, you're playing each other, right? Brady versus Mahomes. Brady would win the head-to-head battle because we don't know if they're ever going to play again after this. All right, three to two, head-to-head. And two of those games are in the playoffs. Two and all for Brady. Also, Brady would have seven championships. Seven. Six is already a lot. Seven? I mean, that is quite the mountain to climb, is it not? But what I would say to you is... It's not like Mahomes isn't allowed. Like, what What if Mahomes outplays Brady, what, goes crazy, like 500 yards, three TDs or something like that, you know, and loses? Like, you can't blame him for that. And also, you look at Brady, he's lost in the Super Bowl twice to Eli and once to Nick Foles. So I still think that is possible because I also expect for the Chiefs to be here. It's hard to predict dynasties. It's hard to predict who will, um, you know, stay atop the league five years down the line even three years two years down the line it's hard to predict 10 years down the line but i think that the chiefs have something going here because andy Reid, i don't see him retiring yet 
right? He's early 60s, I believe. Let's say he goes all the way to like 70 around that uh, area. That might be eight to 10 more years. You never know. Chiefs are still, they still have weaponry and, and stuff like that. So, hey, you know, the Chiefs are here. And I think that Mahomes, you know, staying healthy, hopefully, he will have a lot more opportunities or opportunities at this game and to win a championship. So I think the window is open for him. But I, I do agree with Romo in that this is Jordan versus LeBron. We never got to see it, right? That's the GOAT debate that conquers all sport talk. We're going to have that debate in this discussion for years down the line about these two quarterbacks on Sunday. We will have this talk once Mahomes is, is in his prime. Or to be honest, he's already in his prime, the way he's playing. But we're going to have this talk all the time, right? Once Mahomes starts getting more awards and more accolades and these, these things, we're going to be like, okay, is he is he catching Brady now? He's close, right? We're going to be having that talk. And Brady, right now, a lot of people think he's the Jordan of football. The six rings, the winning, the dominance. I believe that as well. I think Tom Brady is the equivalent. Now, when talking about the GOAT discussion, there's always another guy that comes up, right? And will challenge. And that's what we're seeing right now with Patrick Mahomes. He is the challenger. He is the challenger to Tom Brady's throne as the king of the NFL, as the GOAT, right? And what I tell people is this is basically watching, this will be watching Michael Jordan in 1998, but pretend that Jordan is going for number seven against a young LeBron James, let's say 2007 LeBron James, but LeBron already has a ring, a finals MVP, and an MVP to his name. That's basically what is happening on Sunday. Because I'm telling you right now, this GOAT discussion will live on. If Mahomes continues what he's doing, he will be, he, actually he already is being compared to Brady and he has to live with that now and he has to chase Brady. He's going to have to live with it. You're that good? That's what we expect from you to be a future GOAT. I keep calling him the future GOAT for a reason. And I thought he'd be good out of Texas A&M. Not this, sorry, um, Texas Tech. Not this good though. I didn't think he would be this good. But he has become something so special, right? And the GOAT, yeah, the, the GOAT discussion will um, take place for years to come. So this is a big game, but things to read into really quick. Um, Kansas City's O-line against this Tampa D-line. Tampa Bay, they got to Aaron Rodgers. I haven't seen him that bothered in a long time, right? You look at Shaq Barrett, for example, just getting off the edge very quick. He had three sacks. You look at JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. You look at the fact that Vita Vea, he came back. That was massive up the middle, right? They have a good front seven, Tampa Bay, a good pass rush from their D-line. And the fact of the matter is, it's hard to win without your two tackles, your two starting tackles. It is tough. Because after Fisher went out, he's gone. And Schwartz already gone. So Fisher, by the way, he got Achilles injury. Um, 
during the AFC Championship. So not having those guys, your bodyguards from the outside and your blind side, I mean, if they if they get to Mahomes, don't be surprised. Um, KC, I know they don't want to do it, but they might have to put Kelsey up in there on the line a bit or another tight end like Bell, put him there and and or add another lineman um, because you can't you can't let Tampa get going. We saw what happened in the Super Bowl last year. They pressured Patrick Mahomes really well. The Niners did. And that's what threw him off for three quarters. So that's what I'm looking at. Who, whoever wins that battle will have an advantage in this game. But same thing goes for the other side. If you get to Brady, if you pressure Brady, that's the name of the game. You look at 2007, what did they do? What did the Giants do? Pressured Tom Brady. That's how you beat him. Because if you can't get to him, good luck. If you give him time, good luck. So I'm looking at that a battle though. The KC O-line that is beat up right now against that Tampa D-line. Also, I'm looking at can Tampa outscore Kansas City? It's going to be very intriguing. Um, Kansas City can't be down uh, and out. All right, They're never down and out. Whenever they're down, they're still in the game. So I want to know, can Tampa Bay get things going? What I do suggest, though, Tampa should also run the ball really effectively. You got Ronald Jones, one of the better runners this season. You got Leonard Fournette, who played pretty well against Green Bay, also scored a touchdown and stuff like that. You get those guys involved. You get them involved because you're trying to keep Mahomes on the sideline, right? So they need to run the ball because if you keep that team off the field in KC, you're good. But this should be a great game. I do not, like I said, I don't have a pick. I want Mahomes to win. I want Brady to win. I won't mind if any of them win. This might be the first time ever that I really don't have like a team that I'm rooting for in the Super Bowl. It's very weird, but yeah, like it's unique for me. But yeah, I, I want Brady to win so bad. I do. Um, just to stick it to New England, honestly, uh, because they didn't want to surround him with what he needed. And also Mahomes, because I want him to be the future GOAT, and this would help his case a lot more. All right, so now I got a few topics for the daily countdown to go into. Let's start with the big trade that we um, just witnessed this past week. Um, It was LA and it was Detroit. And no, I'm not talking about the Dodgers and Tigers. I'm not talking about the Lakers Pistons. I'm also not talking about the Kings or the Red Wings. I'm talking about the Rams and the Lions. Big, big trade took place. We don't see these types of trades uh, often. This was a QB swap. All right, so let me give you the details. The Lions traded Matthew Stafford to the Rams in exchange for quarterback Jared Goff, two future first-round picks, and a third-round pick, according to Adam Schefter. So Stafford is a Ram. Goff is a Lion. So I don't even know how I really feel about this trade, like who won like in terms of who won, because you could look at both sides. You could say that it's an upgrade for the Lions, sorry, for the uh, for the Rams. And you could look at the Lions and say, you know what? They got 
a lot of draft compensation, right? And Goff isn't a bad player either. But what I really took away from this deal is that the Rams think they're a quarterback away. They think they're a quarterback away because they don't have a pick now for, what, seven years? A first-round pick. They don't have one. So you're you're risking that, right? Um, and what I also think now for the Rams, you have to make the Super Bowl. And you have to win one, to be honest. You have to. The defense is going to get better. The team on offense is good. You have weapons. You have a good roster. You have a great coach, a great young coach. What more do we need here? You are ready. You are a team that just made the second round. So you are a contender. You made the Super Bowl two years ago in 2018. You have something going here. So they see their window. This is their Super Bowl window. They see it. Now with this deal, everyone sees it because I think Matthew Stafford is a good QB. Um, but now it's Super Bowl or bust. All right. Giving up what you gave up, all those picks and knowing that you just got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. All right. If Matthew Stafford, who hasn't won a playoff game before, if he can't get it done, if he can't at least win a playoff game or go to the Super Bowl, it's a failure. Now, I'm looking at, I'm looking at um, Goff and you know what? We'll see how he does in Detroit. I don't know. Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, they might leave in free agency. So can't really tell what his um, what his weapons are going to look like. But yeah, this is more about the Rams for me. Can they also pick up another weapon? I think they need a guy that goes over the top in L.A. Um, in terms of wide receivers, um, you know, to go along with Woods, Cup, and Higby out there. But this is an interesting deal, but I think that now we're going to see the truth about Matthew Stafford. The jury is out, and now we will see because Detroit sucks. All right, so now we're going to see how he actually does with a good roster around him, good coaching with him, and a good opportunity. They can win, but it's up to them to get it done. It's up to him to get it done. All right, and looking at Deshaun Watson, so Deshaun Watson, the saga continues. Um, it's it's just not looking good right now. It's not looking good because you you got Casario saying he's a Texan. All right, Deshaun Watson is a Texan. The player is a te- the player. Come on, man. Come on. You can give me some more respect and call me the player. All right, and also David Cully, he's the new head coach. Shout out to black head coaches who you know we want in this league now. A grand total of three. All right, but anyway. So Cully gets the job, but the problem for Cully is he's going in a terrible situation. So I wish him nothing but the best, all right? He also saying that Watson is a Texan. Now, Watson has removed all Texan stuff from his social media. There's like nothing indicating that he's a Houston Texans quarterback. Um, I don't know what he should do. Should he sit down and talk with the front office, the new front office and the new head coach, should he? I think he should just to get some more things off his chest to really, you know, understand, you know, both sides need to understand each other. That's what I'm trying to say. Both sides need to understand each other further. Um, But let me look at three teams that I think should make a move for Deshaun Watson. It starts in San Francisco. It starts there. All right. 
Deshaun Watson is a great player. He's not a good player. He's a great player, and he's young, entering prime, okay? You put him with the class with Mahomes. That's what you do. So if the Niners got this guy, they would definitely be a contender, a Super Bowl contender for years to come because you got Shanahan there. That offense would be high-flying. It would be fun. And I know San Francisco, where have they been? Well, they were just crushed by injuries this year. But given, you know, a healthy year, given they come back next year healthy, and you get Deshaun Watson, come on, man. They will definitely make the playoffs and make a run with good quarterback play. And we don't know how they feel about Jimmy G right now. Because Garoppolo has been in these rumors all the time. And this uncertainty, is Garoppolo a good starter for for San Francisco or not? I think that the Niners, if they make a move, yeah, you might have to give up one of your good young players or, or good skilled players. But to get Deshaun Watson on that roster, it means W's for years to come. So I think that they become an instant contender, go to the Niners, make a deal. Um, But if not the Niners, the Bears. The Bears defense is arguably the most talented in the league right now. That defense is special. That defense is ready for a Super Bowl. Are they not? I think they are. Now, the thing with the Bears is that they, first of all, first of all, they should have drafted Deshaun. They should have drafted him. But they can make amends. They can make it up or make up for it, I should say, by somehow trading for him. Now, do you move off Nick Foles? I think so, because we know what Nick Foles is. Outside of Philadelphia, he's not a starting QB. He's not, in general, he's not a starting QB. And outside of Philadelphia, he can't get it done for you. And Mitchell Trubisky, like, I mean, come on, man. He's he's pretty good, but he's not good enough. He's not enough. He doesn't do enough. You saw that playoff game against New Orleans. So if you get this deal done... It would not take long for the Bears to be truly relevant once again. And they haven't had good quarterback play in forever. So do it. And the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I don't think they should do this. I think you look at Tua, my guy, Alabama. But I think you look at Tua and you give him another shot to prove himself. Because this year was a bit weird with him and Fitzpatrick. You give him a full season, Tua, before moving off of him. All right. You didn't you didn't believe in him for nothing. So let's see what he has. If he still doesn't, you know, meet what our expectations are, then you move off of him. But if they do want to do this, do it. Because the Dolphins aren't that far from being a playoff team. Brian Flores, he has something good going in Miami right now with the Dolphins. I think that they will be a playoff team very soon. I thought they would be a playoff team this year, I think, in my predictions. I can't remember. But if you get Deshaun Watson, that takes you over the top. That puts you in a position where you have a real, true, great uh, passer under center and a guy that could lead your franchise moving forward. Because again, the Dolphins are moving on up. So those are three teams. I think the Niners, Dolphins, and Bears should take a look. But quickly, the baller alert. Um, last night, Fred Van Vliet, he went off. Freddie, 54 points, Raptors record. Shout out. This was a win against Orlando, where he also had 11 three-pointers, 
one shot of the Raptors are tying the Raptors record by uh, Daniel Marshall, um, which was 12. And he was a bit away from Clay's 14 three-pointers in a game. But yeah, Fred, he could not miss. And the disappointment alert of the day, disappointment alert, the NWHL season is over as the NWHL announces it has suspended the remainder of the 2021 season due to safety concerns after positive COVID-19 tests. I feel bad for the league. Um, COVID sucks. We all know this. But I do expect for uh, the league to come back eventually. But we saw, you know, they were actually gaining some traction, the NWHL. A lot of talks surrounding it. A lot of people, you know, giving them praise for getting it done or getting a bubble done during the pandemic. And, you know, obviously we need more women's leagues. We need more coverage, all that. Um, I'm one for that. I, I like the WNBA. Um, I love the product. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And definitely, I think that in a year or so, I don't know when COVID's done, but um, we will see a lot more Toronto Six games. That's the Toronto team. We will see a lot more games and we will see a lot more from the NWHL. I expect um, I expect to bounce back after they've announced um, the shutdown. But yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. All right, so thank you again for listening to the show. Be sure to again follow at Northside Talks underscore. Don't forget the underscore for all your sports needs and sports news, updates, alerts. And also, I hope you're watching on Sunday. Okay, what else is there to watch? All right, nothing else is on TV. Get in front of one and watch that Super Bowl. It will be a classic, I guarantee. And also, the weekend is performing at halftime, so it should be a lot of fun. All right, but more episodes to come. See you next time.